What is going on, everybody? This is Xbox Ultimate, episode number 15, and my name is Mav. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be a fun show. Got lots to talk about. We are getting closer and closer. It's only five days away for next-gen consoles. One of the most exciting things you can experience as a console gamer. This only happens once every five to seven years or so. And this is going to be an exciting time for a lot of people. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, this episode is going to be a little different because we're going to talk about uh, some of the history of Xbox, my history with Xbox, what um, what it's been like for me enjoying the brand uh, as a fan, uh, why I'm a fan, what's in store for us in the future. And that's also going to lead into our first topic, which is going to be the fun speculation of the week. And that is what's in the future for Game Pass. And I, I think we got some fun topics to talk about there. But uh, before we get started, please take a, mo- a minute to uh, like, share, and subscribe to this video. Um, also, if you could uh, share it out to your friends, if you're listening on audio uh, platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it may be, I appreciate your guys' support. Thank you so much. Um, hit the notification bell on YouTube so you can know when my videos hit and my podcasts. Um, so on to the fun speculation of the week. The future of Game Pass. What is it? What's it going to be? What is X? What is Xbox Game Pass going to turn into? Um, it's already evolved so much just in the last year. Um, they've added, you know, Game Pass for PC. They've added uh, X Cloud now. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate tier, which is um, all of those things combined into one, which also includes Xbox Live Gold. Um, I think that's where they're going to be going. I think gold is probably going to be end up rolled into all of Game Pass eventually. Maybe we'll see. I'm not sure. But it is such a great value um, to have that diverse of options to access your games on multiple platforms, uh, multiple places, anywhere you are. Also, the value of just being able to have your games when you plug in your console, a brand new console, you don't own a game yet, you subscribe to a free trial of Game Pass for a dollar or so, or whatever it is, right? And, hey, you got access to over 100 games immediately. And not just, not just you know, shovelware. You know, we're talking about AAA games, indie games that have great review scores, really popular uh third-party games uh, hit this service. It is a exciting time to be a fan of the Xbox ecosystem. Now, where is this going to keep going? That's what I want to talk about, because that's what we already get, and what we already get is mind-blowing. But what are we going to get? What is it going to turn into? So, I think the acquisitions that Xbox has been making with Bethesda, Zenimax, and also, you know, you have all these other... uh, developers that they had acquired before obsidian uh, ninja theory you know uh, top tier development and they're going to be cranking out games at a pace on xbox that we have not seen before now you would think well why isn't there anything right now at launch really first party Uh, well there is a little bit but you know they didn't get all these studios until about what they started getting them around two years ago or so they also formed the initiative um, so we're going to be seeing within the next year or two, just a more steady flow of big first party releases that is going to be dropping content on game pass. that we're going to get those games day one. Now, 
I don't think Xbox is done with these acquisitions. We've talked about it several times before. I think they're going to keep acquiring studios. Satya Nadella has said himself that, hey, that he kind of likes where Xbox is going with this, and uh, they have their eyes open and uh, minds open to be acquiring other uh, games, de- uh, game developers in the future. Um, also, there's been lots of rumors swirling around about other acquisitions that people have heard about. Um, so... We know this is going to happen. Phil Spencer even said that, you know, that they are open to getting more studios. So I think right now we may not get any news like that potentially, but we may. Who knows? But we're going to be getting that in the future for sure. And the games will be on Game Pass. They won. More value to the service. Also, what we might end up seeing is deals being made with some of these third-party developers and publishers to have their games available uh, day one on Game Pass. We already see it a lot of smaller titles and indie titles where they drop day one on Game Pass uh, that are not Xbox exclusives or anything like that. Um, We've seen that several times this year. Uh, Some good games that have great reviews and it helps people discover these games and it helps them find a new audience uh, that they would not have had before. It provides people with a chance to try the game where they would not have before. Um, and it is also, you know, providing life to these, some developers that, um, have these games become more popular because of game pass. So I think we're going to see deals with Microsoft Xbox, uh, with big publishers, uh, to have some games available day one on game pass. I don't know when that's going to happen. I think it'll happen in the future. And I don't know if it's going to be like across the entire platform or uh, just uh, with a game here and there, right? Um, Game Pass is a platform in itself. It would be almost no different than Xbox acquiring rights for an exclusive title, right? So, you know, this there's a history of this, these things happening before, and uh, I think Game Pass provides new opportunities uh, that are going to be explored this generation. Now... Can they keep increasing the value without increasing the price? Because it's a crazy value price right now at $14.99. You know, I think eventually it's going to go up. We see in other streaming services like Netflix and, and uh, you know, Hulu. All, all, these, all these things, they end up going up over time. They get, they get their audience, then they need to keep pumping out content. They need to keep pumping out stuff, so they end up going up in price. Right now, Game Pass is underpriced. I would probably, I shouldn't be saying this out loud because I don't want Xbox to hear me, but I would, I would pay more for the service than I already am and still think I'm getting a great value. There's also things they could do with more options to allow more accounts attached to one, right? You know, like if you have Netflix, you can have three separate accounts or, or more on, on that account. So you can have different profiles. Um, so we'll see, like, are they going to allow different gamer tags access to Game Pass if it's on multiple devices? Yeah, if You can already do it on the one Xbox, right, if you have your home Xbox. But for me, for example, I have uh, multiple Xboxes in my house. So, you know, if you're not signed in yourself to that Xbox, then uh, you, unless it's your home Xbox, then the other people can't access your, um, net, your uh, Game Pass games, right? So... There's interesting things they could be doing with broadening the scope of the accessibility in that regard as well. Um, I'm really curious where it's going to go. 
you know, I don't think it's going to be dramatic increases at once. I think it's going to be slow increases over time. Um, they got to keep growing that subscriber base. The more subscribers there are, the uh, also the better price we'll be able to get because that's how they're making their money is on the number of subscribers. So, you know, I think Game Pass is going to be here to stay. I think other people are going to be trying to copy the model. We've already seen Google and Amazon with the streaming services. That's the kind of the closest thing. You also got PlayStation Now, which is 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 similar in a ways to Game Pass, but it doesn't have the new the new stuff, right? You got to have the new stuff. Um, so I think it's going to keep growing, and I think we're going to see PlayStation do some of that. Um, with with their model and come out with something to compete with that because Game Pass is exploding, it's taking off, the subscriber base is, is growing, and with the next-gen consoles coming out, it's going to grow even more. So anyway, that's that's kind of what the fun speculation of the week is, is, you know, what what uh, what's going to happen with Game Pass? And I kind of laid it out there. I want to know what you guys think. Do you think Game Pass is... you think Xbox is going to be acquiring more and more studios to feed into Game Pass? Do you think the price is going to go up? Do you think... Um, that there may be uh, some deals in place with publishers, let's say like Ubisoft or you know WB Games or or whoever, to have their games drop exclusively on Xbox uh, through Game Pass. Uh, maybe not even exclusively, but let's say it's on uh, PlayStation as well or PC, and then on Game Pass or on Xbox, it's on Game Pass, right? Uh, that would be interesting. I, I think there could be uh, possible deals like that in the future. So yeah, let me know what you guys think about that. Um, so next topic is uh, the reviews have been dropping for the Series X and the Series S all across the internet, and it's been uh, pretty interesting. So the uh, Series X has been getting rave reviews about the hardware, and as I kind of expected, there's been a lot of takes like, "Hey, they don't really have a lot first party wise," and that can, you can take that back four years ago to some poor planning. On Microsoft's part, also we had the Halo Infinite delay about uh, that has left kind of a hole there because that's what they were counting on. They had their eggs all in that one big basket, and when they delayed Halo Infinite, they knew it was going to leave leave a massive gap. Uh, however, the hardware wise, hardware wise, the reviews have been glowing. Uh, people are loving this console. Across the board, I've pretty much seen nothing but positive things about uh, the build quality, about uh, the experience you have. Um, the worst feedback I can say I've seen from people about the actual hardware uh, was just that the um, user interface was not um, like brand new, right? And it, you can say that, but also at the same point, uh, speed is also a big factor with that. It is a new experience with how you can interact with everything. The other thing is we did just get updates with the user interface to this new dashboard that is built for next gen. They're just sharing it across the generations and they also uh, added an update uh, preview program and everything for people to uh, iron out any issues. So I think it's um, a good next gen experience. We're going to get those dynamic themes which uh, people are excited about. Uh, it's going to be fast with the UI. You know, we got quick resume. You got the whole backwards compatibility program on there that's going to improve your games. Uh, you got the HDR um, implementation that's going to add HDR to older games that never had it before. 
So, hardware-wise, glowing reviews. That is extremely exciting to see. Uh, Xbox has been confident in this product by getting it in lots of people's hands. The embargo lifted. There's plenty of stuff out there for you to watch to see what these people are saying about the Xbox Series X. Uh, Xbox Series S, people are saying, hey, they're a little underwhelmed with some of the with the power of the console, but that's to be expected. You know, it's not going to compare to the Series X. Um, it also, you know, people have been praising it for the uh, opportunity to have a lower price model out there to have more accessibility for people to uh, dive into gaming. Not everybody cares about uh, the best graphics or 4K um, at the highest frame rates and everything. The Series S can produce the higher frame rates, but it's going to be a lower resolution. Uh, half the storage space. It's going to have, um, you know, no no disc tray in there. So, but, you know, if you really care about all those things and you're that guy that's watching this or listening to this, then you're probably getting a Series X because you're, you know, the hardcore gamer, right? You're probably less interested in the Series S. The Series S is more intended for a different audience. More intended for the guy that's at the store, hey, I'm going to grab a console. Uh, or I'm going to get it something for my family. Right? Um, and $299 compared to other pricing out there that's actually available um, is hard to beat uh, with a new console out there. So that, that's where that's targeted. Uh, Series X is for me. It's for uh, all you hardcore guys out there. that, Or even if you're not hardcore, let's say you just play a lot of games and you, you love to play a lot of games and it's, a, it's an investment for you to do that. Series X is also probably the way to go, right? So uh, fantastic news about the Series X and what people are saying. Um, it seems like Xbox nailed the hardware. They are on the right track. And we are back, baby. <laughs> Xbox is coming back. And that's kind of what this episode is all about. Because instead of having my list of news topics that I'm going to be going through... Uh, we are only five days away from the console, so I want to go back in time. I want to take a trip back to 2001, November the 15th. Well, this isn't November 15th, but that was a launch date of the original Xbox. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I have uh, the video of the event here. You got Bill Gates, you know, about to reveal the first Xbox. And I kind of wanted to go through this and talk about some of my experience with Xbox and why I love Xbox and maybe some of the history that we have here, you know? So I, I remember seeing this when I, when I was a um, teenager. 2001 was actually my senior year of high school, okay? So being in that age, I have already been a gamer for my whole life at that point. Um, I had had pretty much... Most of the, all the latest consoles, I've, I've had consoles my whole life growing up. Um, I always played video games. And at this point, I had, you know, PlayStation 2. You know, I'd already had a Dreamcast. And, you know, they announced this Xbox. And, like, I'm not a, I wasn't a huge, like, I don't, I didn't, like, love Microsoft or anything. Or just, you know, I, I was skeptical, right? I saw this was out there. Yeah, I couldn't afford it. I was a teenager. Right? And I already had a game console. I was happy. And then I remember being at my grandparents' house one uh, Christmas. I think it was the month after the Xbox had come out. 
And I remember hearing some of my uh, older cousins, uh, actually some of their their husbands, my older cousins' husbands, <laughs> talking uh, about the Xbox because they had got one, and they were talking about a game called Halo. And I didn't really follow like gaming news back then, like I like I have started to obsessively for a long time, or you know, uh, ch- always know what the next new game was coming out. I just I played my sports games. I played, uh, you know, um, some games like I played some PC games back then. You know, I, I played um, shoot, shooters occasionally. There wasn't that many of them back then on console, right? Um, but they kept hearing them talk about this game called Halo. And I was like, wow, this sounds really freaking cool. You know, so then I go home and I start looking up stuff about it. I'm like, wow, this thing is... This looks different. You know, this looks awesome. And then I start, you know, I still couldn't afford to get an Xbox, but one of my friends had an Xbox. And they were playing Halo also, and and I found out from them, Halo has multiplayer. Now, it wasn't online originally, uh, because Xbox Live hadn't even come out yet. (laughs) Um, Xbox Live was like a year after the Xbox came out. So, but they would, they brought over their Xbox, and I remember they had been playing Halo with each other, and I played Halo with them for the first time. I got my butt kicked, right? I I did. But we're playing that four player split screen mode, kind of like Goldeneye, if you are a 64 uh, fan back in the day. And, um, yeah, I was having a blast. I was getting better. We, We had so many matches. We ended up, I eventually ended up getting an Xbox. And then the, all of my friends ended up having Xbox. So we'd bring o- they'd bring over the Xboxes and we'd hook them up to each other and have uh, Xbox LAN parties where we have like Xbox hooked up to three TVs and we have like 12 people playing against each other. And then we found out that there was this uh, website that you could uh, hook, your, hook your internet up to it and log into this website on the computer and like go online that way and connect your Xbox to play other people online. So we would rig all that up. And it, it was a great time. It was some of the best gaming times that I had. And the story with Halo grabbed me. It was a fun game to play. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And that hooked me there. As far as the look of the console, I thought it was okay. It would look cool. You know, there was a lot of original Xbox games that I ended up falling in love with. You know, I liked Crimson Skies. I liked Mecha Soul. I played all my sports games on there still, like ESPN, NFL, 2K5. I remember falling in love with Far Cry um, on the original Xbox because I was primarily a, cons- primarily a console gamer. I didn't have a PC capable of playing a lot of the bigger games. Um, so yeah, Xbox really took my love for gaming. Um, as th- at that time, I was then had was an adult, being an eighteen year old, right? <laughs> So I was officially an adult and that kind of brought me into like, I started realizing how much gaming really was starting to mean to me and how much I loved it. And it changed Xbox and Halo kind of changed. Maybe uh, you could say the trajectory of my interest from that point on. Right. I I just fell in love with it. Um, And a lot of the Xbox games, I still played my PlayStation. I still loved it. But once Xbox Live had come out and Halo 2, it was a different story. They didn't have an equal experience on the other brand at that point. 
you know, on PlayStation, you still had everybody had their own experience. Um, you know, you on PlayStation, you had like each game had its own servers, right? Each game had its own connection system. You know, it's kind of like a PC gaming back then, right? Like each game had its own different thing, and Xbox had Xbox Live with Halo Two. And the matchmaking system, the uh, way you could keep hopping into game after game after game. I played so much freaking Halo 2 with guys that I met online back then, you know, that we'd play every night for hours and hours. And it just was something that you couldn't experience really anywhere else. It was kind of the father of that online first person shooter uh experience uh that made it um really popular and showed what it could become and uh Halo 2 was just an amazing amazing game and I some of my best memories in gaming were from Halo 2 uh definitely a top game of all time for me and I think it kind of changed gaming forever with online gaming and Xbox Live and matchmaking and and uh you know talking you know cuz Xbox um was very uh the community was very vocal back then we we people would talk right uh it was it, so it was a lot of fun but then that took it to Halo 3 and, and the 360 and um you know a lot of games like that and you know if you want to talk about um a an event <laughs> at that point i was already hooked on xbox i was really excited for what was to come next and that was the 360 the 360 launch um event that they had um as called zero hour was i didn't go <laughs> i i couldn't go to stuff like that back then but uh I saw it and it looked amazing. And I remember when they revealed the 360, it was such a um, good show. And that was at, uh, I think it was E3 in 2005 is when they uh, revealed um, the 360 for the first time. And back then, Peter Moore and Jay Allard were uh, really uh big ups in the Xbox brand. I, I didn't follow the news as much back then, so I don't remember the titles or whatever. But uh they were on a the right track, you know. The uh the console had so many games uh that they were investing in. The show that they put on at that E3 got so many people excited for what was to come in that generation after they revealed the console they had this event and it was just game after game after game. I remember like Ghost Recon uh, Advanced Warfighter was shown. They had, uh, I think they had Halo there. They had um, all these third party companies there. They had like Square Enix on stage, I believe. They had, um, it was just like such an amazing show and celebration of gaming. And that E3 just took it to another level again for me. It's like, wow, this is freaking cool, you know? And then innovations we got with the 360. We got, like, party chat. 
Um, we got um, the Xbox Live went up another notch. You know, you got Xbox Live Gold ended up coming out. Xbox Live Arcade, where you had this, uh, it really started highlighting indie game creators and making uh, that a viable option for them to release their games on console. Um, before the console is pretty much just the bigger games, uh, except for shovelware on some platforms. So the whole 360, like just your mind was blown when you saw that experience and what it was going to be. And everybody got a headset when they got an Xbox 360. They had issues. They had the red ring of death, right? <laughs> the headsets kind of sucked. They always broke. Um, they had the red ring of death. They spent billions of dollars to fix that problem, you know, <laughs> and we've been talking a lot about faceplates the last couple of days with some of the news going on in the PlayStation world. 360 had customizable faceplates also. Um, it was a, such a fun time, uh, to be really invested in that brand and, uh, to see everything coming coming for xbox there was so much game so many games uh that were just really good and xbox 360 for a long time was everybody's favorite console then something happened (laughs) we're gonna go into the next era of the xbox and that i will say well, yeah, I have Splinter Cell footage up here because I wanted to highlight that. Splinter Cell needs to come back. <laughs> so I'm, I meant to play some of that, but we're going to go on to the, the next era, and that is <laughs> the the Kinect era of Xbox 360. At some point, you know, the 360 wasn't selling as good. The PS3 wasn't even selling as good, except it started selling more because of the except because of the Blu-ray player in it, because at the time when Blu-rays had come out, Blu-ray players themselves were really expensive. So people that wanted Blu-ray, HD, you know, HD uh, DVDs, instead of the HD DVD thing that Xbox was pushing, they Sony had Blu-ray in theirs, and Blu-ray won the, the platform war, if there was even much of a war at all. You know, Blu-ray was it. And people wanted, you know, to watch movies in HD. And to get an HD Blu-ray player was expensive. So why not get a PS3? So PS3 had also started taking off in sales, whereas earlier in the generation, they had struggled. Um, and I think 360, Xbox kind of sensed like, hey, we're, our momentum was slowing down. And they saw the Wii that had come out, and they had sold like gangbusters. You know, the Nintendo Wii was just, everywhere hottest selling thing you know um in gaming and in a long time and not just xbox but sony tried to pivot after this seeing that hey there's a market for this kind of stuff we got to get a piece of this so xbox decided to switch switch gears we're going we're going with connect as our primary focus and this had huge ramifications on not just um not just the Connect uh, itself, but uh, the developers for uh, Xbox at the time, for um, a lot of the brands that they had been working on. A lot of the focus left from making these AAA uh, big games that people loved and shifted into making Connect games. And Rare 
who made, probably made some of the best Connect games was forced to start making Connect games and made like Connect Sports and Connect Adventures and and some of that stuff. And then you had Lionhead had to make Fable, uh, whatever that was, Fable Journey, I think. Um, and then you had also, <laughs> I remember, remember, remember Project Milo, the uh, the little AI. Uh, guy interactive experience that never came out that people were really excited about that was one of peter molyneux like visions you know um there was interesting ideas there connect actually when it came out was extremely successful in sales people were excited to have their xbox 360 have an experience like the wii but even better but it never lived up to the potential it didn't live up to the hype. The developers didn't make very good games for it. Um, w- because of what ended up transpiring, you ended up actually losing a lot of developers and studios as part of the Xbox family. Eventually, Lionhead got shuttered. Um, I think Rare had to go through some things at that time. You know, they were making um at xbox avatars and and you know they're making all the connect games and stuff and you know it was kind of like what's going on here guys you know you had a bungee uh at the tail end of the 360 era uh move on from microsoft and uh become uh independent again so a weird time in this whole era of the 360 at the tail end, you know, it went from such a high to like, what's, what's this now? I think they hadn't really learned from their lesson going into the next generation because after the 360, they were like, okay, we're shifting a little bit of the focus from the Kinect. We're still going to include it in every Xbox sold and charge $100 more than the competition. But we're also going to be really focusing on TV. You know, we're, we're going to push, you know, TV, 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 TV. And at the Xbox One launch event, TV was said so many times that I think it drove a lot of gamers crazy. Um, I. It, uh, throughout this whole time I'm not trying to complain too much about that era because I had a blast I still loved my Xbox I played it every day and had a had a great time um, there was still plenty of games for me to play and enjoy but if you go back and look at it and think on it what could we have gotten if this whole stretch of time did not happen where would Xbox be or what it would it have become so we're going to talk about that in a little bit right, right coming up because we've had that focus on TV again, the studios were were really not there. Uh, you had Don Matrick as head of Xbox, that was maybe to a lot of people not leading the Xbox in the right direction. Uh, you had a lot of talk about the power of the cloud without seeing it. Um, you had games announced that got canceled um, that were people were excited about for years. Um, you also had games that were in trouble in development since that were revealed that took years and years to come out and did not live up to expectations. Um, so, you know, the Xbox one early era, even though I still loved it and had a blast was still missing things that it could have had. 
Um, and that's because of some of the decisions that they made. And if you're watching the video, you can have a good laugh about it because you remember this. <laughs> if you're an Xbox fan, you remember what was going on. And it really hurt them for this generation. Having a $100 more console that was less powerful than the competition with less games than the competition. So, Xbox fan, I loved it. I loved the Halo games I, I played. I've loved uh, playing all my multi-platform games on it. I've had my PlayStation, just like I always had, for playing all their exclusives that I like to play. Um, but it was really a kind of a darker era, and it took it dug them into a hole that they needed to crawl out of. Well, enter Phil Spencer. <laughs> To a lot of Xbox fans, he will probably be known as the savior of Xbox because where it looked like they were on to a uh, possible spiral of doom that was leading them down a path of being an afterthought in a lot of gamers' minds and became uncool to a lot of people. Never uncool to me. I've loved it. I've had my friends that I play games with that I met on the original Xbox. Um, Halo 2, I talked to guys that I played with for uh, 15 years now, right? So, no, actually longer than that. When did Halo 2 come out? I don't know, 2004? 16 years, right? So, to me, like, I'm invested in the brand so much. I love so many of the brand, of the games and the IPs that are on the platform. Um, Halo being number one. A uh, Fable, uh, Gears of War, um, Forza Motorsport. These games are more to me than just the, what the latest game comes out in. They, they have a history, right? And uh, good memories with the history. So, Bill Spencer comes in, and he's he's acknowledging, hey, yeah, we've made some mistakes, right? And that was refreshing to see um, an actual like exact kind of say that kind of stuff like, hey, we we've lost our focus. We're gonna get it back. And he laid out the steps. First, we gotta fix this. First, then we gotta fix this. Then we gotta fix this. And then we're gonna fix this. And did they? They have. They went through that process. And it, now here's where we are. We are in a era coming up of. Well, first, let's talk about the One X, right? Because the One X was a great console. The One X actually uh, was a lot of people's uh, favorite uh, Xbox console. And even though they didn't have as many of the great games um, come out because of uh, past issues that they'd already ha uh, had, um, every game was better on that platform than another that was multi pretty much every game. So it was a great place to play a uh, powerful games look gorgeous and run better on it. Um, and it was it, Xbox one X has been such a joy to play over the last couple of years. I'm so glad I got one um, for the guys. I had missed out on that and just have been playing on their uh, original Xbox one uh, VCR or the one S Um you know, you did miss out on the One X a little bit, but you know what? If you're getting what's coming next, then 
kudos to you for waiting because your mind's going to be blown with that leap and that experience of going into the next generation. And that next generation is five days away. Phil has done what he said and brought Xbox to a new place. We've had the implementation of Game Pass. We have new hardware coming. That is more powerful than the competition. We have not... (laughs) We've had maybe like three times the amount of studios than Xbox uh, Game Studios used to have. Um, they've not doubled. They've about maybe about tripled the amount of studios that are coming uh, to Xbox Game Studios after the acquisition of Zenimax Bethesda. Xbox is invested in games and the gamer, and is invested in making it a great experience because of the subscription model with Game Pass is what they're going to be pushing. Right, so. The best place to play your Game Pass games is going to be the Series X. Series X is going to have games like Gears 5, but enhanced. Your games that you already own are going to be better when you play them on Series X. They are going to... Some games like Gears 5 are getting optimizations. Not just... Uh, graphically, it's gonna they're gonna load faster. Yes, the graphics are gonna be better. They're gonna have um, ray tracing type things in some of these games. You know, I think uh, Gears Five's technically not ray tracing. It's called something else. I don't remember what it is, uh, but it looks freaking good, right? It looks amazing. Uh, you have uh, higher frame rates, uh, more uh, better uh, resolution in a lot of these games. It, Gears 5 should be running in like like better shadows and all this stuff. It it makes a difference visually. If you're watching on YouTube, this footage is just me playing around. It's not on a Series X because I don't have a Series X yet, but I will. Five days. Can I? Am I excited? Yes. So, Gears 5. I'm going to bring up another game on video. Uh, Watch Dogs with the ray tracing that they're adding in. It's just going to make these games look better. I've been streaming Watch Dogs on my uh, Xbox One X. And it's a great game. It's fun to play. I've been having a blast with it. But look at this. I mean, if you're watching the video, I mean, holy cow. You know, uh, it looks gorgeous. I I was kind of like on the hey ray tracing is a little bit of a gimmick train, but until I, when I saw this video, and also when I saw some of the stuff they showed for Miles Morales on PlayStation with ray tracing, it's kind of like okay, you know this is maybe going to make a bigger impact than I thought, right? So I'm I'm getting sold on this on on ray tracing now a little bit, uh, but that's not even the game that I'm most excited about at launch. I'm excited about Assassin's Creed Valhalla probably more than that. Um, so we are entering into a new era with Xbox where it's not just about, um, the hardware, which we talked about, about the reviews and how there's so many good reviews coming for it, but we talked about, we're going to, we're talking about, uh, game pass and the value that it's bringing. And also the improvement that you get on the games you already own. 
Um, it is a different kind of console. It's going to be a experience that is a hundred percent focused on bringing the best value and experience with games that we can get being the most powerful also the best value so if you're a console gamer it is um pretty much a no-brainer that you should be looking at this as an option um unless you're just so diehard you know that you don't care you know about it whatsoever and that's that's fine you know but uh just the overall product that they have worked on and now this is because of their failures if they had been successful and been leading the way we would not be getting all of these amazing value things that they're giving to us um there would probably not even be Phil Spencer in charge it would still be somebody else but because of what they have done in the direction they've led it in, we are going to be experiencing some great things on Xbox, and we have a lot in store for us over the next uh, decade of gaming with all of these studios going to be pumping out games that we're going to get on Game Pass, and I am looking forward to it as an adult that loves to play video games. Um, I can't think of a uh, better scenario to be in than to be getting a Series X and to look at what's going to be in store for us in the future so xbox the future is bright we know that there can always be mistakes made and go off into a different path again let's hope that doesn't happen i think with a lot of the success they've been having this past um year or so with just the hype of this next gen console launch and the success they have with the subscriptions growing in Game Pass. Uh, they know they are on the right path. Otherwise, they would not be out there spending $7.5 billion on publishers. <laughs> like ZeniMax Media that has all those development studios in it. They are heavily invested. Um, and that's promising if you're an Xbox fan. It pro- promising if you're a gamer. Um, there's a lot to be excited about. So um, that's kind of, you know, going back to some of my uh, favorite moments, definitely Halo 2. And you know what? A lot of people knock me for this, but I loved Far Cry Instincts Predator on the original Xbox. I spent so many hours in that map editor making maps, making game modes with friends that we would have custom matches in. Uh, that was a fun time back then. Um, also, Crimson Skies, Mech Assault, Fusion Frenzy, Fable. I'm, there's just so many. On the 360, we had... Oh, you know what? On the original Xbox, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. The first three Splinter Cell games were amazing, but uh, Chaos Theory just set a, such a standard for me. Um, on the 360... You had Rainbow Six Vegas, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, Halo 3. Um, these are just a few games. You had a, a Elder Scrolls Oblivion. My gosh. How many hours did I spend playing Elder Scrolls Oblivion? Um, there was great uh, Japanese RPGs like Lost Odyssey, uh, Blue Dragon, uh, Star Ocean. Um, 
it was a uh you had a soul a soul caliber with the fighting games uh, were great on there uh you had so many great uh franchises 360 it was such a great time to be playing games at um and then you know Xbox One, yeah, we 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 suffered, but we had some good games this generation. There's some some of the best um, multi-platform games came out this generation. We I actually really enjoyed Halo Five. Um, we've had two really good Gears games come out. Um, we did not have a Splinter Cell. That's on Ubisoft. That's a shame. That Rainbow Six Siege by Ubisoft though. That's a Great games going on like season, year four, year five, or something like that now. Uh, so there's just you can probably if I were to sit here and talk for thirty minutes, we could think of so many great games uh, that came out. Uh, Sunset Overdrive, uh, that was a good one. Uh, Titanfall, Titanfall two, just so many great games um, that we've had so much fun with this past generation. And next generation is looking even brighter. So, um, so I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, the launch a little bit and, you know, what I'm probably going to be doing. I'm, I'm probably going to be getting my Xbox Series X that day in the mail. Uh, it's coming to my doorstep. I, I got notification it should be here that day. So I'm going to be watching my doorstep like a hawk. I don't want any, uh, porch pirates coming and st- stealing my xbox so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be there watching i want my xbox i'm gonna be uh waiting because <laughs> i'm gonna grab that sucker actually i have two coming um just to be honest with you so but I'm i'm gonna take the first one that comes and i'm gonna plug it in and i'm going to start installing some games i do have some installed on an external hard drive so i'll just be transferring those to the internal uh, i'm going to be doing gears 5 um i'm going to uh buy assassin's creed valhalla i already got watchdogs legions purchased so i'm going to uh, install that i uh, probably going to go ahead and buy nba 2k21 at that time i'm not exactly sure how many games because i can only play so many and then i'm going to be streaming <laughs> that's what i'm planning on doing i'm planning on streaming me playing the xbox Maybe I'll record an uh, unboxing video or something like that, put it up on my YouTube channel. Um, I'm excited to show you guys everything. I also had a PS5 pre-ordered. I was also excited to get my PlayStation 5. Um, Target canceled the pre-order on me. So I am without a PlayStation. Um, this is Xbox Podcast, and that's why I talk about primarily Xbox. Uh, and I talk about some of the negative things sometimes that I think that uh, different brands do, as well as we talked about some of the negative today that Xbox has done in the past, right? Um, but I am still a PlayStation fan. I love PlayStation. I love a lot of the games on there. Uh, Uncharted is one of my favorite games franchises. Um, I uh, was really excited to play with that new controller in that console as well. But you know what? It didn't work out for me. I'm going to still give it a shot to see if I can't get one somehow. But uh, we got uh, we got we got time. You know, I, I can wait if I have to. <laughs> um, so that leads me into because we've been talking about Game Pass and Xbox. And it, I want to talk about Game Pass game of the week. And this is going to be the last topic. Now, this is a little bit of an interesting one because it kind of goes into with 
what we've been talking about, the history of Xbox, what's coming with Xbox. Now, if you remember the original Xbox, EA was not putting their games on the original Xbox when it came out. Actually, my Xbox made their own sports games. They had like NFL Fever and, and stuff like that. Um, and eventually EA and Xbox kind of worked things out and they started bringing their games over to Xbox and it was a big deal. It was a big deal at that time. And uh, then, uh, you know, Xbox got rid of their sports games and their sports franchises and stuff, right? And uh, to think about where that was and then what we're about to be getting. EA and Xbox have kind of gotten closer obviously, because my Game Pass Game of the Week, now this is a cop-out because it's technically not right now, right? But it is within a week before you hear the next episode of this, so I'm going to hit it now instead of waiting. My Game Pass Game of the Week is EA Play. It's not just a game, it's a service. EA Play is joining... I've been... so. First off, I've been a... Uh, subscriber to EA All Access or whatever EA Access or whatever it's been called I don't remember since it came out because it made sense for me because I do play the sports games and I play some other EA games that when I bought them I got a discount and it's not really expensive to get EA Play right um, so I have already been doing that and I've played the the trials and all that stuff now it's saving me money because. It is joining Game Pass Ultimate, which I already subscribed for. So with EA Play coming to Xbox on launch day, we are getting Jedi Fallen Order was just announced that is going to be on EA Play. I thought that was going to happen. Um, I, I predicted it. And I, I'm glad I was right. It is hitting EA Play on... Um, it's hitting EA Play in time. For the launch of the Series X to be on Game Pass, uh, day one of the Series X Series S launch. So, not only will you be able to play Jedi Fallen Order if you subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate, you'll also be able to play all these other EA games over the course of the the generation that they've had, and also some past generational games as well, uh, because of the backwards compatibility of the Xbox. Um, so they have way EA play pretty much works is after a few months, maybe like four or five months or so, um, maybe even six. I'm not exactly sure. The game then hits their service, right? So then you can play that game. It's like it's like you, it's kind of like Game Pass at that point. You just have access to it. You can install it. You can play it. Also, you get a discount on their games. Uh, if you decide to buy a game new, you get a discount on it. Also, before a lot of those games come out, you get access to trials to try the games before they come out to see if you want to buy them. Um, the way most of them work is like a 10-hour 10, 10 trial to try the game to see if you like it before you buy it. And it's uh, and if you buy it, you get a discount, right? And So there's really no... There's nothing not to like about this. EA Play becoming a part of um get game pass is a is a big deal um and it also kind of goes into what we were talking about with hey publishers having games exclusively on game pass and all this kind of stuff this is a step in that direction 
this is a big step in that direction. There's so many games that are great that you may have missed over the generation, and maybe some of them are going to get upgrades and updates. I don't even know. But it's worth going back and checking out, right? So uh, EA Play is my Game Pass game of the week. But I did also want to mention, uh, so also, yeah, it'd be kind of like Jedi Fallen Order, right? Um, I also want to mention these other games real quick because they did just hit uh, Game Pass, and I think they're uh, good and worth worth a try. Excuse me, uh, Celeste. A lot of people have already been familiar with that game. Know it's a great game. It's kind of like a, uh, uh, it's kind of like a platformer style game, but it's uh, really uh, pretty. It's uh, fun to play. I kind of, I think it's kind of hard from what I remember. Um, I'm thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking of the right one. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard. You know, it's uh, it's like a lot of jumping, right? It's a lot of a lot of jumping. Um, then also Deep Rock Galactic, which is kind of like a uh, mining game with you have you can play with um, uh, four guys, I think, and you go into these you do these different missions where you got to go mine for different materials and stuff, and you go into these like deep dark tunnels. It's a fun experience. I think it's definitely worth you guys giving it a try. Um, it's I think it has great reviews actually. Uh, so does Celeste. Uh, Celeste is uh, I think it's like 10 out of 10 on Steam, right? And uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Let's see what that is real quick. Deep Rock Galactic is also a 10 out of 10 on Steam. So definitely give these games a try. Um, they're not my Game Pass game of the week because I really wanted to highlight EA Play before it hits um, on launch day. Five days, guys. It's the fifth. When I wake up tomorrow, it is going to be the sixth. We'll only have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday to get through before the launch. I think stuff's going to happen on the 9th. I think we're going to find out some interesting news. I think there's going to be some fun things to talk about leading up to the console. Um, interested to see what happens on Monday. Um, I hope you guys liked this episode. Again, it was a little different for me, you know, kind of going through the uh, history of the Xbox and not so much, you know, uh, talking about all the news topics. Uh, it's been a light light news week, but I really wanted to talk about Xbox a lot and uh, kind of let you guys know, you know, you know uh, why I play so much on Xbox and why I talk about it so much and why I have this podcast. And, um, you know, I, I hope you guys like it and let me know if uh, you want to see uh, specific games being streamed or whatever. You want to see certain gameplay during the during the video on YouTube. Um, I, uh, will be here with a new episode next week after I am a series X owner. Um, as long as nothing crazy happens, right? So I'll see you guys again next week. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Take it easy. Bye.